executive had been that, first appearing in Vermont decades earlier at a commune outside Brattleboro. He knew her well. His brother Joe had dated her for years. But she would forever be a flatlander with this crowd. No getting around it. That was just the way it was in Vermont, which hadn't stopped her being elected governor. Probably helped, in fact. Leo pointed with his chin at the screen. I'm with Mitch. She knows enough to look at those satellite pictures. Irene's a big girl. I think we're going to get the brunt of her. The National Guard's been put on alert, a voice added somberly. I heard the power company's doubled its crews. It's the wind, Mitch said from behind his counter. That's the killer, every time. It's not the wind, it's the flooding, someone countered. Always has been, always will. There is no wind, the same voice repeated from earlier. That had struck Leo as well. He drifted over to a window overlooking the dirt parking lot, foreseeing its dull silver surface becoming pockmarked by raindrops. He'd heard that Irene had produced winds of 110 miles per hour at her peak a few days ago, down south. Even Governor Zygmunt had mentioned strong winds. Winds were attention-getters. Mitch was right there. Cars, houses, power lines. The whole state could look like a pile of pickup sticks if Irene got pissed off. Leo was old enough to have seen similar damage from tornadoes and ice storms. But water was worse, as proven by those wet reporters. Water could make wind look like a minor irritation. Vermont was called the Green Mountain State for good reason. It was a dented, twisted, punched-out washboard from overhead with barely a flat acre across its surface, and it featured a dinosaur-aged spinal column of mountain peaks down its middle, which forced the roads to parallel a spidery maze of waterways lining the bottoms of countless valleys, ravines, and vales. There were a couple of dams here and there, put up during the Depression after a couple of killer floods. But Vermont had grown since then, with more people, more pavement, and more communities. As far as Leo was concerned, Gail Zygmunt was right. They were in for something big. The water would come guttering down the slopes, accumulating in mass and strength until it became its own uncontainable force, capable of feats beyond imagining. Leo knew that much from personal experience. He had been in and around water all his life. Fishing, swimming, canoeing, hiking along its edge, He'd come to see it as a non-compressible, shape-changing solid, heavy, forceful, and relentless. As a member of his local fire department, he'd helped extract more bodies than he could recall from one watery embrace or another, and they'd all looked the same. Pale blue, limp and pruny, smeared with silt and often bruised and battered, drained of vitality in a way peculiar to drownings as if the water had sucked the heart out of them. He looked through the window again into the thick, laden, featureless sky, the coffee mug, ironically to his way of thinking, warm and comforting near his chest. He didn't feel good about any of this. Time to head back home. Willie Kunkel stopped in his tracks, forcing Joe to come up short behind him. You gotta be shitting me. Kunkel squatted down in the dim light behind the gas station. 
This guy doesn't need jail time, he needs therapy. Joe Gunther crouched beside his colleague to see what had caught his attention. It was a wet, banded wad of dollar bills, still startlingly crisp, even in the rain. He dropped it? He asked rhetorically. More like it fell out of his stupid bag. Willie looked over his shoulder and gestured for Ron Klazuski, head of Brattleboro's detective squad. Joe stood back up, as much to ease his knees as to minimize the amount of water soaking his pants. It had been raining for several hours by now, from well before sunup, and was slated to get worse. He stepped out of the way to let Ron in. They were working a gas station robbery together, the P.D. and Joe's own Brattleboro-based Vermont Bureau of Investigation squad. Normally, the locals would have handled it on their own, but Ron was alone this morning, his small team having worked late.